this is really exciting. We have been waiting for this episode for so long. We have um, local spiritual mentor, teacher, and breathwork practitioner, Elaine Johnston, on the show today. Um, we have been building up to this one for quite a while. I don't mean to make you nervous, <laughs> Elaine, um, but we are so, so excited. Um, Elaine has been practicing for several years. She's worked with countless people throughout Northern Ireland. She's got quite an amazing reach in a way that she probably maybe doesn't realize I'm bigging you up a little bit here and um, because you know I'll maybe move into sort of like circles or I'll meet random people at events and stuff and it's I'll be like oh do you know Elaine it's like yeah I know Elaine or I know of Elaine and um, so we're really really excited to have you on um yeah so how has your week been what has stood out for you this week how have you felt this week oh well first of all um, I feel a bit uneasy of all that <laughs> lead up. Um, so I'll just acknowledge that my week this week has been really good, I think. Ups and downs. Every day is so different at the minute. I'm sure it's the same for everybody. You know, it's not just me. But I'm, I've just finished a group. I was doing an online group that just finished on Tuesday. And it really finished on a high. So that was wonderful. And... It's my birthday this weekend, so that's exciting. And uh, Mother's Day, so I've I've had quite a I'm in a good week, quite excited all week. That's amazing. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Thank you. Happy Mother's Day! <laughs> Thank you. I know this weekend is all about me. Birthday on Saturday and a forty four, which feels really great actually. Um, forty four feels like a good number, and then Mother's Day on Sunday. So we'll maybe just jump right in now we've kind of got um got settled if you want to get started. Yeah. So um one of the big questions we have is about tell us a bit about your spiritual awakening and I know it's such like an open-ended question because it's like how do you pinpoint you know the exact moment or like the leading up to if you feel comfortable with sharing it like? Yeah that is a massive question and I have heard people being asked that question before and it's I've thought and I could probably answer that differently absolutely every day of the week you know it just depends on what you want to focus on or where my attention goes and really because I was thinking about obviously I knew you were going to ask me questions like that kind of thing today and honestly I think the biggest part of my spiritual awakening has been this Mm -hmm. past year really um with just the lockdown you know all the stuff that's going on so I the term spiritual awakening you know can make somebody think oh it's something that a switch that goes from off to on and it hasn't been like that for me I know for some people it is like that but it wasn't like that for me so to answer you properly um probably around having my first child really was when I first started to really look deeper into things not be um not be frightened of looking deeper if that is the right thing I had my first child at 21 and while I was pregnant with him I really couldn't hide my sensitivity of that um is the right way and then went into a bit of went into depression with that and ended up um moving through a whole process from then 
I'm probably going on. It's so hard, isn't it, Denise? Mm -hmm. Oh, rein me in. Let me think of so is it the is, right way. I'm used to asking the question. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing really well I'm sitting here being like yeah know that like I relate to that no that makes complete sense um in terms of uh, what popped in my head there was things like um about mental illness or mental ill health and um, do you find that to be a partial indication maybe of that those expansions and contractions that happen with an awakening or an ongoing awakening because in my opinion or my experience not to place it on you my experience is the awakening expands and contracts continually throughout your life it's oh, like yeah. you're constantly totally. in a constant contraction yeah. and expansion but yeah for the mental illness or ill health aspects I think a lot of people find a conscious way of living or spirituality for example whenever they get to the point where like god life has to be more beautiful yeah. than this mm. like it has to yeah definitely yeah um yeah, very much, very much so. And I had um, kind of, and this that's why I refer to this past year because it's the same on a different level. When I first became a mother, all my coping mechanisms for life that I had in place for me to be able to cope with, you know, my life and who I am in my life. Um, then once I became a mother, we're all out the window, everything changed. And that's the same as really what, this past year of lockdown and quarantine and all has done another layer of that and um so it my spiritual awakening is an ongoing process and I am constantly I love the the being a work in progress you know I love voicing that all the time because there's so many people that I would speak to that are under the illusion that because somebody holds space for other people that they have themselves all sorted and I always like to kick off with the disclaimer that I definitely don't by no means do I um but I'm always expanding and contracting that's perfect that's a great way to explain it yeah does that answer your question because like it's never like I think one of our other episodes Denise we were talking about how maybe a, a point like you get I hate the word awake and sometimes it just feels pure awkward but you almost like fall back to sleep again it's like an on and off mm, like type yeah. of thing so that makes complete sense the way you're describing it as well because it's not just like a I know you read your first yoga book and that you set for life there's like certain periods of understanding that doesn't really gel with you anymore that kind of falls away and you, you find your place and um changing and letting go of things that have worked in the past you know and then reawakening to new understandings of things is huge and I'm, I'm really seeing that in myself a lot at the minute more than I've ever seen before um and it's it's good it's a really good um thing to recognize I'm whereas different things before I was really consumed with and thought um yeah, this this is this is the truth. Now I am looking at it and I'm going, oh, really? Is it? I don't know. You know, so awakening to new understandings, really, an, an awful lot monthly with every yeah. cycle. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I know Brona and I have talked about this about how, and one of the reasons why Brona and I started this podcast was because we got frustrated with some of the 
the spiritual spaces that maybe you would move into and um, whenever you first started to ex when you would start exploring it as maybe say someone who was I don't like to because this implies hierarchy but someone who maybe is like okay I, I want to maybe waken up here a bit more mm -hmm. and you try to find in inverted commas your tribe or a place where you can safely sort of explore this but one of the things that we struggled with and we have talked about before on this podcast is the how dogmatic actually supposedly some spiritual spaces can become because they're so attached to this is the way it needs to be and this is who you need to learn from and you know and I know on a, from personal experience that's something I've never experienced with you and actually you're talking about your own personal experiences and how you're not um you're forever expanding and contracting and I find that in my own work with you that that has you've been able to you were able to hold that space um and knowing that you've been through something similar that's why you were able to hold the space and that you were continuing to work on it you know that's it's that's something that I found quite yeah and I think um I've been in I've had experiences where I've had um personally I've had spiritual teachers and mentors on a total pedestal mm -hmm. and where I thought oh you know um she knows it all she had you know she has it sus she knows it all and um very much like that kind of guru so I've learned from that mm. so I really don't want to ever come across as that so I think because I've learned that in my own life and moved through that yeah yeah brilliant mm. um we were talking about um obviously pandemic is the pandemic it's been going on <laughs> for quite a while now um, and I know that you've mentioned to me um, personally about how your work has changed externally, but also internally. Can you touch on how your work has changed in the external sense because of the pandemic, but also any sort of internal changes about how you feel about your work and maybe how that's evolving on an internal level? So the external physically has changed and then internally, how do you feel? Okay. I haven't got the answers to that yet. I'm still, that's, that's um, kind of, I feel at the moment, um, like all the cards have been thrown in the air and I'm still waiting to see how they land. Um, I'm seeing, change, so obviously I'm, I'm working an awful lot less than I did in the past, than I did pre-pandemic. And funny a friend recently said to me are you going to go back to working as much and I said I don't know I don't I really don't know I'm enjoying um not working as much I'm enjoying I actually you know what I'm like with technology so that has been a huge challenge for me working online has not come easy technology doesn't come easy to me and I've had to really get over myself to um even working with working one-to-one -one online I'm comfortable enough with but I've had to really uh, challenge myself to host host groups online and I'm getting there I am you know it's it's um it's coming it's getting easier but uh, so I'm changing my work is changing in that way my work is also changing in a way because I'm changing of course where I'm seeing through what way so the best way to explain this is I was saying this in my group I was under the illusion in the past that um 
all the things I had in place for me kind of made me um like spiritually fit mm-hmm. would that be the right yeah um where good. I had you know I went for acupuncture I went for <laughs> massage I had <laughs> yoga classes I done all these things every week and really was under the illusion that I was and then whenever everything happened that I couldn't go to those things that I couldn't do those things I had to really get more comfortable just being by myself and so because I've been working through that and I can see the huge benefits that that has brought to me I'm seeing that with clients Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that you know more than ever now I'm having people message and say, oh, right, Elaine, I'm going through this. You know, can I get an appointment? And I'm going, no, you don't need an appointment. Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and that's, yeah. uh, go, go outside and sit in the grass, lean against a tree. <laughs> I'm definitely not a businesswoman, but yeah. sure. <laughs> no that's perfect that's great mm-hmm. thank you that actually relates a lot into our next question as well just because you mentioned like <clears throat> acupuncture and yoga and massage and stuff too because at the time it's like you're doing this to take care of yourself but those are actually quite um draining practices as well like I've started acupuncture again this week and you it relaxes you but you're kind of left kind of dead and hanging and like same as massage so it's interesting how your like ways of like taking care of yourself have changed so even when you're holding space online, it's still quite energetically draining. So how do you like enforce your own type of self-care to kind of like, you know, fill yourself back up again afterwards? Because even like Denise and I were chatting, if we're doing like, say like an hour card reading for someone that, that would be on the same level as any other work that you're doing, you're absolutely exhausted. So how do you take care of yourself in that way? Yeah, well, that that is changing as well. And actually, I find working with people online more draining, Brona, mm-hmm. actually. Um, than in person so but that I think that's you know that's just me maybe because it's bringing up my it's not as come it's not as familiar mm-hmm. that's the right word so I um had all these wonderful wonderful things in place and I, I, it was really all then have I had to really look at new stuff and this is it's so bizarre but I've really feel like I've got more grounded than ever before because I haven't had those things to go to and those things to do I have got more I have well so my pets are really great support Mm -hmm. and and grinding for me I have three dogs and a cat Mm -hmm. and walking my dogs every day is a huge wonderful wonderful support self-help and I have fantastic women around me as well, even though I um, don't don't see them as much. But I know they're always there. I have a really, really good kind of support team with wonderful, wonderful connections, great females around me. And that helps, you know, where there's a wonderful exchange, where there's a great balance, you know, deep friendships, where there's a great balance in give and take um that's yeah so that is the, and baths and afternoon naps amazing yeah afternoon naps are my new big thing 
there's nothing like it. And I take, I know I've heard you talk about before, Brona, your, your herbs and going to see your herbalists and things. I love herbal teas and things like that really support me. And also as well, in the past, I actually didn't drink alcohol for two years. And a year ago, about now, about this time last year, I started drinking again. And <laughs> alcohol supports me. Um, <laughs> I I, that. <laughs> yeah, and I allowed that. I had this, uh, this is one of the things that I've learned. My illusion before was I was a good spiritual person because I didn't drink alcohol and I done all the things and I was as clean um, as clean at living as I could be and now sometimes I would just say to Graham like let's just have a bottle of red wine and some chocolate and watch tv and that really helps me and really does fill me up this that switching off mm-hmm. not thinking that I have to be on in spiritual mode all the time yeah yeah I think we've talked about this before Brona as well about um you know we're not here to live an ultimate 5D life mm-hmm. 24-7. We wouldn't have incarnated, is my opinion, but we wouldn't have incarnated here if we weren't here to learn from the human but also live a human life. Yeah. You know, it's still, our experiences are still, you know, watching TV still sacred and, okay. you know, everything in moderation. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the old um, modem, but having a glass of wine and just chilling out and eating a packet of crisps and just not getting out of your bed for a day some days like it's it's okay you know that's all sacred because you're listening to your body isn't it really yeah and I think for me as well like my boys my eldest is 22 my youngest is nine so they really support me and really really keep me grounded and help me you know if I start to get to um well I have to be in balance you know I have to be in balance to be a mother you know and to mother them Mm -hmm. my older boys won't be too you know can rein me in can (laughs) very quickly you know so what's it like um, being in a house I like with you know you're you're apart from Gracie the pup and (laughs) and Freya the cat and how what's it like being in a house full of um with masculine big like quite a lot of masculine energy and yeah well so I'm five men in the house mm-hmm. and I think that's um they're all they're all great most of the time <laughs> um and I, I I do create female company I'll be have to be really really honest I need I need that and I need to make that happen for myself um because sometimes like well for last night for example we were sitting in here and then there's some nonsense goes on the tv about aliens or something and I'm like you know what I'm just going to go to bed with my book and Graham says half nine I was like no but you're all talking shite (laughs) anymore so I'm just going so I I'm really comfortable in my own company so I can take so much of it. They all, my boys all have really strong personalities, all very different, but all really strong masculine personalities and all very opinionated. And so I need to have my own space yeah. and my own time. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, um, 
that there's quite a lot of wisdom in that you know you have your own space have your own time be comfortable enough in yourself to be like you know I'm going to take myself off Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the biggest things I think ways women can learn as well is it's okay to sit in your own discomfort it's also okay to go off on your own and you won't be abandoned just because you want to take that space you know I think there's quite a lot in that so I find that amazing even when I hear you about that in general um so what was the first healing modality that you explored okay so I had the first this is why strange actually um but it's the truth I'll explain so I would have been the person who I in my late in my teenage years and like kind of late teens I would have been the one while everybody else was going off for having a card reader and all come to the house I'd have been like oh no no I'll not do that thanks that's that's just not me that's not for me and I would have said it like that I would have been that you know and I can remember conversations where people would have been oh I'm going to see a reader and I've been like oh no that's not for me and it was really really because I was so frightened of it um very frightened I had shut a lot down in childhood and had all these wonderful wonderful walls up around and keep me to keep me at a distance from everything that that challenged me and then I had I met a really lovely, lovely girl and she said she was a recce master. And I remember thinking, wow, she's kind of normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she seems like a nice person. Oh, and she's into all that, you know. And I went for a session with her and she, the first session with her, she actually, she didn't charge me, which really frustrated me because then I had to go back for a second one because I wanted to pay her. <laughs> then when I went back I was like oh right this is just lovely and relaxing and I was always into going for massages going for facials I always kind of did do that quite young actually I started you know treat I allowed myself to go for massages when I was in my late teens Mm -hmm. which was great and then I discovered going for Reiki really supported me and then so I studied that thinking it was just for me went and done my level one and thought oh this will just because I'm so interested in it I was like a sponge then once I did start and open up to it I wanted to know everything about everything I couldn't read I really have only started allowing myself to read books like non-fiction um books for pleasure only really very very recently I've been for about past 10 years it was just soaking everything up as much as I could and then after the Reiki I studied Orosoma and was so into that for a while what's Orosoma? So Orosoma um, do you remember in my last house in my room all the bottles and I probably only have like about three of them or something now and um, Orosoma is lovely and it really I am um, I got an awful lot out of it when I was in it but it's one of those things that I'm just I it doesn't do the same for me now as what it did in the past it's so it's made up of it's these gorgeous gorgeous bottles that are made of colors 
and it's a color therapy mm-hmm. and it's used as a tool for healing basically and the bottles are made up of different herbs and crystals and essential oils and some people can it it's a way of bringing out a therapy session through the bottles but it's also a physical thing you know you put the oils on your body and it's like anointing isn't it it's like new age yeah you know? I don't want to use the word new age but it's the best way to describe it it's um, I find a lot of the like the healing modalities that you've talked about and you work with and as I, I really relate to as well to what you said about you know spending the last several years just soaking up information I yeah. still can't really read fictional books yet I don't know what what you're like Rona um, I, I, off with them, I think I'm really on and off with fictional books I can't absorb them at the minute it's just like no I'm in study mode yeah um but as I've sort of been reading and things and the more that you learn about say the like the healing modalities that you've talked about like Reiki or or someone there's they are intuitively sort of adapted from very old practices aren't they saying these aren't just new things that have been happening this is we have been practicing these for many 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 years so I think a lot of people think that they've just sprung up out of nowhere but actually they're intuitively very heavily led and but they come from a sort of one sourceness, I think. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. And, you know, I can see they're all different wee strings to the same, you know, the same source. They're all ways of helping us to connect with different parts of ourselves and different knowingness and they all, even like crystals as well I went through a stage where I was very very into crystals at the minute not so much um and I went through a stage where I was pulling cards constantly for myself and um so it's just drifting in and out of the way those modalities support Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no that's perfect um so with me stalking the life out of your website and everything the big thing that stands out for me is angelic breath work like I've, I've never never heard of it until you and I started talking there about last year I'd never heard of that type of breath work so how did you like find it or what led you really toward that place okay so I read one of the wonderful books that I read was Rebecca Campbell's um light is the new black and then I went on to rise sister rise Mm -hmm. and when I I absolutely loved both of those books really just soak them up and then I joined an online group that Rebecca Campbell had whenever the book first came out and there was a day then that she said there was a retreat coming up in the book, she talks about Glastonbury and she talks about an experience that she had in Glastonbury. And I just soaked it up and felt um, so excited by the prospect of this retreat. So I had, I can still, I can visualize where I was sitting in my kitchen. And I said to Graham, oh, there's this retreat that's come up. I would really, really love to go on this. And he said, well, we'll book it. And I, I just booked it that day and I actually booked it 
without even really, without thinking it through, it was just one of those, you know, the things, your gut, there was no question, I just had to go on this. And I had even read the price wrong. I thought it was half the price of what it actually was. It was in two installments. And I thought, oh, right, great. And I, I was so quick to do it. I knew um, I just had to be there. And whenever I went, so it was a retreat to Glastonbury with a fabulous group of women that I'm still in contact with many of them. And while I was there, I knew before I went that there was going to be something that it was going to open up into. I didn't know what it was, but while I was there, then there was a experience. One of the things that we done was the angelic breath in the orchard and at Glastonbury tour. Oh my God, that's a sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and after it was over, the, the first time I experienced the breath work, I was like just totally and utterly blown away by it. I had a really um, deep, profound experience in my first session. And I thought, wow, that's, I, I just have to do this. I just have to soak this up. And then the girl who took that session, a friend of Rebecca Campbell's, um, Madeline, and she was doing a teacher training program in Mount Chasta in California. And it was the following year and I signed up to it that night. I told her that night, yeah, I'm just going for this. And I am so lucky, you know, I'm smiling, looking at your smile there. You know, <laughs> I am so glad. I have, my husband is so supportive. And anytime I go, you know, if I have that real gut, oh, I have to do this, I always have support. There's always, um, yeah, do it. If you feel you need to do it, do it. I love that. Can I just talk about that? That's amazing. I love that. Like I already knew this about yeah about Graham, but yeah, just saying that and hearing you talk about it, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> sorry, I just need to acknowledge yeah, that moment. Yeah, good. that's just so heart opening. I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. it, you know, because I know um, it, it it is special. You know, I do know it's special, and like not that I do things like that all the time. Like that was the last big big thing like that that I've done. <laughs> but I knew at the time when I have that gut feeling of oh, right to do this. And then it was so challenging for me booking that um, and going on that retreat was a huge challenge. I had booked it. There was two other girls in the Glastonbury trip that were both, one lived in Canada, one lived in America, and they were going to go and do the teacher training too. By the time it came round to going, they'd both pulled out. I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to travel to San Francisco and then on to Mount Chasta by myself. How am I going to do this? Like I hadn't even, I used to get anxious driving into Belfast by myself, you know, and all of a sudden this, it was huge. It really, and I nearly pulled out probably about 10 times and then got over myself, got there and absolutely loved it. We had online sessions in the lead up to the retreat in Mount Chasta and I lo- that's basically how I got into the angelic breath work yeah that's amazing just, it's funny how we all have that wee connection of Rebecca Campbell like there's something at some point yeah. where she's she's coming because that's how Denise and I met as well at one of her events so it's so yeah. funny yeah I remember yeah. telling um 
we'll tell a wee, I'll tell a quick story about how I managed to get into that event and how me and Brooke mm-hmm. sometimes I forget so my sister Maraid <laughs> tagged me in this event um on Facebook and <laughs> she was like oh, maybe do you want to go and I, and I just underneath I was just like I if I had the dollar <laughs> And the the lady who um the lady who was running the event or managing the event, Jenny Granger, who is amazing, she runs these events all she at the pre-pandemic she ran these events all over Ireland. She now lives in France with her partner. Um she commented underneath and was like, Do you want to do an energy exchange? We would like someone, we would like people kind of calling and people to help out. Um, so that's how I came across that, and that's how and I I almost I remember telling Elaine I almost pulled out so many times from that event. Like I mean I was ready to not go right up until the last minute, and that was my kind of my mo for many many years where I would commit to things and then get anxious and then mm-hmm. pull out. Mm-hmm. And then Brona and I got a, a a lift down to Dublin together with um oh my god why have I forgotten her name? Please remind Katie. me. Katie, I was about to say Jenny again. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have an issue with names. But um, yeah, so Katie was kind enough to take us down to Dublin and that's how we met. And we spent the whole time talking about Bridget and card readings and how we got there. And then that's that was it. Mm-hmm. And now we're here doing a podcast with Elaine. <laughs> I know. Talking well, about you, Rebecca. When you think of, you know, that Rise, Sister Rise book, there's so many actually now we're talking about it I'm thinking I'd love to reread it I mm-hmm. I um might hook it out again um that book was so oh, it was just fantastic it wasn't wasn't it you know just the mm-hmm. way that sisterhood women coming together supporting each other and when you're reading that book and you're thinking oh it's not just me yeah you know and then just connecting with other women who that book had really affected too Mm-hmm. It was just the first uh, on the retreat, whenever we, it was in the chalice well, the first time when we sat down in circle together and everybody was introducing themselves and saying, you know, what had brought them there. And I was like, I just knew I just had to be here. I just had to come and sit. And the the, the group of girls there were just all wonderful you know really connecting and the space the land you know Glastonbury is a really special place for me really very very special and I know of course with the podcast and all news both are very um sharing an awful lot of St Bridget I really the first time I really deeply connected with St Bridget and really opened up to receiving her her energy really through me was in Glastonbury which is bizarre when you think you know I had to go away for that to happen but it was it was in Glastonbury at Chalice Wells and I was like wow <laughs> that's amazing I'm just like feeling into all of that and it's like yeah. I just feel all the energy of that it reminds me of being able to go places you know like physically <laughs> do you remember when we used to visit places <laughs> I know um now we're trying having to find it within ourselves um Jeez. so just to I want to jump back very, um, very quickly to angelic breath and mm-hmm. sort of how exactly does it work? Are you able to talk about the mechanics of it? And also, how does it, if you can answer this, how does it differ from other breath work modalities such as Wim Hof or Pranayama? Well, um, 
Wim Hof, I don't really know enough about Wim Hof um, to answer that, really. I haven't looked, I know I've heard about him, the cold water immersions and things, obviously. But so angelic breath is a way of, so it's going into an active meditation, using the breath to go into an active meditation. And then it's really dropping into a sacred space where I um, I open up the space before for the highest good. So whenever someone is dropping into that way of breathing in through their bodies and releasing, they're, they're doing an active meditation and really moving through layers of energy. And the thing that I really, it's a very good way of getting somebody out of their head, you know, instead of just um, opening up to meditation and saying, oh, holding a meditation group. Whereas once we move through the active breath, we're really, the way you breathe, you have to, that keeps the focus on the head. So you get out of your own way really easily with it. And it can have a very, very profound effect. Yeah. And how does it feel? So like whenever, say your experience, for anyone who just has no idea what this is about and are really, really curious. So, you know, when you're when you're breathing, what's the kind of thing that you might experience on a physical level? So yeah. Some of the um, symptoms is the wrong word. But, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the things? That, how does your body react? Okay. So that can be really different for a whole lot of people and even different for each experience each time you do it as well. So one of the usual things is tingling and there it it can, it is active and it can be quite difficult and the mind can uh, say oh no you know stop this is not um about the first seven minutes of active breath you probably know through your yoga teaching you know it's when we're moving the breath through the body it's a rhythm with the active breath so it's inhale inhale exhale so it's keeping going. So we go, um, I'll just to explain it. So it's inhale, inhale, exhale, like. <gasps> so we're really keeping up with that rhythm. There's always a point where the mind says, this is a load of shite. What are you doing this for? You know, tries to pull you back. And you can, I, I love, I have, I cannot wait to actually have a group of people again in my room when you just see when people move through that part, move past that and then relax into themselves and they they get the prana moving through their body and then they get to the stage where they just have to surrender. They've no choice but to surrender and they just let go. And for some people then when they do that, they can feel the prana moving around their body. They feel the heat. They can feel cold. Some people will just have a, an emotional release and cry um, or laugh or shake. It can be it can be pretty intense. It really can. And it's a, it's such a wonderful modality to hold space for. It's for me as a practitioner of it, holding space for it is 
oh, just, I can't wait to have a room again. I really can't. I'm craving that maybe soon outside on the grass or something oh, that can happen. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'll hopefully be able to happen soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll definitely be there. Oh, <laughs> I'll I definitely will. be there for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> breathwork is my literal favourite thing in the whole world. So oh, it is. What was that? Just breathwork is like my favourite oh. my favorite thing. It's like my one way of self-soothing, I think. Because um, a lot of my asana practice has kind of fallen away because I'm not having taught in months and I've, I've no real desire to teach yoga at the minute um in the way that I was teaching quote unquote yoga because breath has always been it for me so um yeah no I'll definitely I'll definitely be attending when you're oh, when you're back in action again okay okay right we're at our quick fire round and uh, this is this is my this is my favorite bit of the interviews even though we've only done one I'm just like this is sort of <laughs> okay right so first question in one word, what does spirituality mean mean for you? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> um, I'll gift you with a couple of extra words if it makes it easier. But if you can keep it to one, in one word, one word or a small phrase, or a small phrase. Just, oh, I want to say living, living life. Yeah, yeah, living life. Living life. Um, our second one is it's gonna be such a hard one. If you could recommend one book to our listeners, what would it be? Oh well, because we've yeah. talked about Rise Sister Rise, uh-huh. I feel that everybody who is listening to us that feels guided to get that book really mm-hmm. should. That is definitely one of the and another book actually as well that I really want to mention is a wonderful book called Maca's Twins by a girl called Kate Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick and that was another fabulous book that I got an awful lot out of and she's became a, a really good friend actually the author of that book so I want to give her a shout out amazing we'll put links in for those books as well at the on the mm-hmm. podcast at the end um okay third question name one spiritual tool that you could not live without walks in the woods <laughs> perfect perfect amazing um, best or worst advice anyone has ever given you? Oh, oh, <laughs> best <laughs> advice that anyone has ever given me. What comes to my mind actually now is one of the very one of the first times actually I ever went for a neurosoma session. So this must this is ten. I think I was pregnant with Jake at the time who is now nine so this is about 10 years ago and I had this great session and on the way out and I was getting into my car so it was after the session and the girl said to me Elaine just so that you know nobody else has it all sorted you know and I went oh really and I remember (laughs) I remember getting into the car and I had a whole session and that was the thing that really stood out to me. That's the, that's the big thing. Um, nobody else has it all. We're, we're all works in progress. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That was so perfect. And that. last, and what I think is most, the most important question is name one thing that brought you joy today. Oh, 
coffee. <laughs> um, uh, yes. <laughs> and actually, do you know what? What really brought me joy this morning? My nine-year-old son brought me coffee in bed. Oh. Her sweet coffee. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Even better, Brona. It was a double. He came in <laughs> with it. And he set it down in my lovely cup that I got for Christmas. And he said, there's two coffees in there, mommy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I love that so much. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, that so that's us, Elaine. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. And also for being so supportive of the podcast as well, because you have been sort of in your own way. Um you know you've listened to you know you've listened to the podcast when it first came out and you just sort of sent us really encouraging sort of voice notes and messages and we really appreciate that so thank you so much for taking the time to be here and we have been so excited to have you and um we'll make sure to share any links to any sort of halo modalities or um books and stuff in the socials as well as the end of the podcast and um on the actual podcast link itself but um actually well just because I would like to say just really thank you both for asking me to do this and it whenever you asked me you were like feel free to say no and it just felt like a yes straight away it really did because I totally and utterly admire what you both are doing and you know the connection and I you know I just want to speak to that it's lovely the banter between you know the connection between the two of you and it's it is just like two girls sitting in their jammies having a chat in their bedroom about all this wonderful magical stuff and it being so um real and authentic so that's what I really see in this what you are creating so I was really delighted to be asked so thank you oh, thank you thank you you have been listening to Tending the Flame for more information on today's episode, including links to Elaine's socials and website, go to the description section of today's podcast. This is our last episode of season two, but we will be back in the next four weeks with a brand new lineup of guests and hot topics. Thank you again for your continued support, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>